It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Questions still up all over the place around the Auburn football program, but I want to talk about the wide receiver room going into 2022. And of course, Zeb Jasper is back at practice and expected to play tomorrow against the Aggies. All that and more right here on Locked on Auburn. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken parm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked on Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. I'm Zach Blagary, the publisher at AuburnDaily.com. And it's a Ferg Friday as we are joined by the Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer. It's been a crazy week, Justin. I actually want to talk about real football, not what may be happening off the field, if that's okay with you. Sure. Well, I mean, we can try at least. <laughs> we can try <laughs> That's kind of how like, my, my brain is working this week. Yeah, yeah. And, and the reason I want to talk about receivers, like I said in that cold open there, is one of my uh, favorite... I, I get several draft guides every year just because I love the draft, but uh, the mm-hmm. DTP uh, draft guide, he's got like Demetrius Robertson ranked decently high, like the 23rd mm-hmm. receiver, I think, which means he'd probably get drafted in like the sixth round. That seems a little high to me, but I went back and I watched rewatched a lot of his like Cal stuff and some of his Georgia stuff. And it's like he was like seemed way more athletic for them than how he was used at Auburn last year. Yeah, he's got traits for sure. Yeah. Um I, I just think everything with the passing game this past season for Auburn when it wasn't when it wasn't clicking is just like not really a whole lot going on uh for for, for Auburn. So like he he had some moments. He had some moments in games. He had some moments at, at Georgia as well. But yeah, man, the pre, you know, the pre-injury version of him at Cal was insane. Totally. Um, and you know, five-star receiver, number one guy in the country. Um, and so your hope is for a lot of those guys, um, but especially somebody like Demetrius who went through so much in his college career. Yeah. Then he can tap back into that, and then scouts are saying like, okay, well, we see traits and we see where he it might can all click for him and this is not a super super deep wide receiver class uh in in the draft so uh he's got yeah sure he's got a shot yeah he was one of those guys like him and um zacoby and smoke where i'm surprised they weren't at the senior bowl um yeah i I think in a normal year got guys like that that you know started a few years and robertson didn't really start for a few years but still i'm just i'm surprised that they weren't senior bowl level people and I think all of them were in all-star games of some kind, if yeah. I remember correctly. Um, Hula Bowl, uh, East West Shrine, a um, couple other ones that, that, that pop up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was weird. I mean, there was no possible way the Senior Bowl wouldn't take Roger. <laughs> like, there was like literally no way that was going to happen. Yeah. Um, but, and the Mobile uh, Connection, too. They love getting Mobile guys back oh, yeah. there, too. I mean, I've, yeah. t- I've told this story before, but it's like, I remember being at the Senior Bowl talking to Gus Malzahn after a practice, uh, like he normally does. Um, Kevin Steele was there, and this is when it was obviously back, still back at Lab Peoples, and he, they walked across the parking lot to Williamson, which is yeah. right behind uh, Lab Peoples, and went in to talk to Roger McCurry, 
And like a week or two later, he was a commitment and a, and a signee for Auburn. So right. it was a really, really cool story. But yeah, I was I was surprised. You know, they usually want to take maybe some more uh, local guys. But I think that new leadership at the Senior Bowl, I think, is not quite as high on that as, as the past ones have been. Yeah, they're all about the, the draft starts in Mobile. So they want to get as many yeah. like first and second rounders there as possible, which is a reasonable approach. I just... Oh, for sure. I think Zacoby should have been there, but that's fine. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the whole Roger thing, like, it kind of, the storyline got shadowed by, like, Kenny Pickett having tiny hands, but everybody talked about yeah. how, like, Roger McCreary's arms were two inches too short. And, like, his first practice, he didn't allow, uh, he did not allow a completion. And I'm just like, turn on the iron bolt tape and tell me that dude's arms are too short. Like, that is the dumbest thing right. I've yeah. ever heard yeah. in my life. I think we get to that point where it's like, you know, Everybody can nitpick. Yeah. Like, sure. I'm sure everyone thought Kyler Murray was too short. Like, and then you see what guys like that do next level. It's like, somebody's just got it. Like, turn right. on the tape and watch him actually play play the game. Um, and uh, don't make this like some weird like science fair. And uh, yeah. And, and I think some of it's like a pride thing too. I was talking to a draft guy down in Mobile and he's like, yeah, I bet five or six teams don't even put Roger on their board because of his arm length. And I'm like, that's stupid. Like that is so dumb. But And it's like, whatever. oh yeah, well, Kenny Pickett may have small hands. So it's like, but can he use those hands to throw the football really, really well? Yeah. If so, I think you're going to be in a good spot. Yeah, Pittsburgh weather that, you know, that's, uh, I think he's going to be okay, but whatever, whatever. Sure. But yeah, I, you know, I was just thinking about the wide receiver room though. And let's, let's kind of have this assumption with the assumption that like Harson survives all of this. Um, which, sure. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I honestly have no idea at this point. I mean, who knows? But even, I guess even if he doesn't, like, yeah, yeah. who who are the receivers? <laughs> I mean, who are the receivers right? in 2022? Uh, I mean, right. talk about wide open competition. Yeah, you have Shedrick Jackson uh, coming back. And so you have some experience. You have a, have a guy in there with, with, with a, who could be a foundation for you. But like, I think over half of, Auburn's wide receiver room in terms of scholarship guys has not caught a pass yet in, in, in the college game. Unreal. Um, yeah. And that's how big the Javarius Johnson loss was. Um, and Kobe obviously was, it was a huge loss, but Javarius Johnson going in the portal. That's like one of those things where you look up and it's like, you're going to have to rely on people who have not done this before. Right. And so when you look at your wide receivers, it's like, you know, and there's so much there's, we don't know what the coaching situation is going to look like. We don't know, you know, offensive coordinator head coach like there's no telling what this is going to look like moving forward but whoever handles these guys uh moving forward for auburn it's like this is a position group that i think is the it's the thinnest position group on the team it's the biggest red flag on offense um and you've got to find you got to find a way to to make it click there's talent there's young guys that that could break out obviously i also think this is like a prime opportunity for landon king to to swing out there um, and do he you, was basically a buy, wide receiver. Okay, so you buy into the fact that he can be a receiver, like a consistent was, full-time he, receiver? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He pretty much practiced with the receivers last year. Yeah. And uh, every time we saw him, he was basically playing a receiver role. I, I don't remember seeing him with his hand in the dirt, if he did very often. Yeah. Um. So he was already kind of a kind of wide receiver. And he's the type of dude that I think could make that transition. Um. But yeah, I mean, then you're just like rolling the dice. Like, can one of these freshmen that are coming in be somebody who can pop for you? And that was why it was just in the transfer portal. And maybe Auburn can get involved in the second wave is that they they just need another guy. And that's why they push so hard for other ones. 
Um, but especially now with Javarius Johnson out, you're you're going to need more production. You're going to need more production because you just got a lot of got a lot of kids and a lot of inexperienced dudes back there. And statistically, when you have to rebuild your passing game that way, it's usually tough. It's usually tough news for for the fall. Does uh, does John Samuel Shanker lead Auburn in catches in twenty two? <laughs> potentially how potentially. crazy would that be i mean you just auburn fans begging for tight end usage in the passing game and all of a sudden it's like yeah that's probably your number one option right now i'll, I'll say this no disrespect to the tight ends but if shanker's your number one receiver next year i think you're gonna have problems just because it's like it's hard to build an offense that way well and it's so rare to have a tight end be your number one receiver like mm-hmm. it's like when that happens it's usually it's usually not a great sign for the passing game not Anything to do with those guys? It's just the role. It's just the role. It's yeah. have the guys who are going out for passes a lot more often need to be the ones who are catching the ball a lot more often. Right. Yeah. Unless you have Kyle Pitts, that's not a. It's not a good. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. And even Kyle Pitts was one of those dudes that was like, "Is he? What is he?" And yeah, he like, lined up at X can, plenty. Yeah, it's like he's a dude you can just put out there and let him catch the football because he's right. very good at it. Yeah, absolutely. Justin Ferguson, our guest today. Bet online has you covered. With more props, odds, and lines than ever before as uh, football continues for one final weekend with the Super Bowl, with all kinds of props for the big game. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores and news this season. And it's not just for football. BetOnline has up to the minute with pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games that are happening. All that at BetOnline, where the game NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Starts Justin Ferguson, our guest today. What all is going on at the Auburn Observer? So pretty big mailbag out today, uh, talking a lot about the uh, Brian Hartson situation and basketball. So um, there's a, about a half and half there with that. Covered a lot of basketball this week. Uh, we'll have the same over the weekend. And um, yeah, our, our latest podcast. We've it's it's kind of been half football, half basketball. We've been yeah. we've been swinging harder into pretty much more more basketball. But this this thing going on right now, and who knows what it. I mean. We're recording this on Thursday night. There's no telling what, what could be happening in between now and this, the time this goes up. So, it's, it's crazy, um, man. We'll, we'll have it. We'll have it all at the Observer. What did you think about the video of him having to like walk around the car to get into his car? What did you think of? I, I was I so confused it. about what was happening there, and it's like, yeah, I get it. You're trying to avoid, you know, it's one of those things where it's like the people up there who are asking questions, that's their job. That's what they're there. What's they're there to do. Um, a coach doesn't have to tell you anything. And so it's just this awkward kind of like, okay, all right. All right. And yeah, it's, I think it was one of those things where it might, it looked to me, it looked to me where it was like, okay, well, if I, I got to get out of here as quickly as I can. And then you end up walking to the wrong car in progress. That's, that's what it <laughs> kind of struck me as. Yeah. It's like he was using the SUV as like a pick play. It's like he was trying yeah, to, yeah. it's like a rub route kind of thing, but good route. Good yeah, route, it was, um, it, it was pretty uncomfortable to watch. Um, it's like he realized like he was walking the wrong way and then he saw his driver and he's like, okay, I have to walk around now to do this, but I have to act like it doesn't bother me. Right. Um, I don't know. 
I've probably watched it 30 or 40 times. Like, <laughs> I just couldn't get enough of it. As long as he didn't do, he didn't do the, um, he didn't do the cousin Greg from Succession where he just keeps walking around going, no comment, no comment. You're like, Greg, you don't have to say no comment. Just, but yeah, you just don't, don't say anything. You right. literally don't say anything. So at least and he, he didn't. And he didn't. Yeah. And uh, people are making a big deal that he just wore like a solid Navy pullover, nothing with Auburn on it. Does that matter? Nah. Does that mean anything to you? Nah. I mean, I've seen him wearing non-Auburn stuff out before. So, yeah, I, I, I don't, mean, I don't, I don't think it like means anything. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's ridiculous. Does does create the intrigue though? But yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like he went to the meeting as the Auburn head football coach. Like, yeah, and you know, this was the whole reason like, it was there. I mean, this date was kind of like the magical arbitrary date where it's like if he represents Auburn at this thing, like he's good. But now it doesn't really feel that way. I don't. I don't know. Do you think no. like it certainly seems like the Harson camp and his staff wants to be at Auburn? You know, based on folks that I've talked to, I'm sure you've heard the same. It seems like they want to be here. Oh, is, yeah. is he looking at OC candidates right now? Or is he not even worried about that at the moment? Like, what is that process? This is all just so weird. Like, what is even yeah. the process for this? I don't know. I, I really don't know what the process Either. is like that. Because he, he did have that, uh, he did have the uh, thing when he talked to ESPN last week where he was like, the, the confusion over money and like the salary pool for that. Um, so I'm sure, I mean, there's part of that, but like last week, like that is, this is like the only time a year where coaches can really have a vacation. College coaches can have a vacation. So I don't know how much you wanted to do during that. It's so weird and different and secretive. And like both sides of this, the Auburn university side and also the Harson side, I think they're, you know, trying to, to create a tight of a, as tight of a camp as possible, especially in these last few days. Yeah. I literally let anything get out and like, you know, that's frustrating, I know, for fans because it's frustrating for people in the media as well. But, like, that's how a lot of these things work. There's a lot of legal junk involved right now. And um, I like talking yeah. about media-related things with you. Um, oh, dear. What are your thoughts with him giving ESPN an interview? But, like, local access has been close to impossible. You yeah. Don't have, I, you don't have to answer that if you don't want to. Yeah, I don't, it's, it's one of those things. I, I think it's kind of... To me, it's kind of one of those things where you, you see it happen and you're like, all right, that kind of make it kind of fit. You know, like I, I didn't expect him to talk on the record with anybody around here. I'll say that. And part of the connection and the or the lack thereof with the local media, a lot of it was COVID. I mean, like there's been a lot of Zoom stuff that's happened, and that's yeah. not entirely in his hands. I mean, there there were a couple of times where we've talked to him in person. And I know for a fact that all parties involved <laughs> preferred it that way. It's just harder to build bridges that way. And so, no, I'm not surprised that ESPN was the one that got it. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it was, it, I think it's another kind of detail in this story that, uh, you know, kind of stands out to certain people. Right. No, I, I'm there with you. I'm there with you. Hey, so Super Bowl stuff this weekend. Saw, mm -hmm. uh, watched an interview. With C.J. Uzama, the former tight end, which he's really hit his stride. I mean, he has really benefited from oh, yeah. the emergence and ascension of Joe Burrow. He has been one of the bigger um, benefactors of that, which is awesome. But um, he he had a, I'm paraphrasing here, but he's saying if uh, if the Bengals win the Super Bowl, that he is down to take a bath in Skyline Chili. Um, I know you're a food guy. First off, do you have thoughts on Skyline Chili? Has that been something you've experienced before? Second, you, you, you've had it? 
Yeah, once before, not a big fan of it. Um, Did you have it on the I noodles? Yeah, I don't really like chili like that, like that kind of style. And, and it's it, it's the, its own unique kind of thing. Um, I know people who like will defend it to the death. Um, it's just it's it's different, and I appreciate it being different. But it's just something that doesn't really click with me. Yeah, I get it. But I don't think it's like I. Some people think it's like, oh, this is the most disgusting thing in the world. This is super super gross. I didn't get that vibe. I just ate it. I was like, you, ah, just, you just don't know, love I, it. Yeah, yeah, not not crazy about it. I get it. that. I get that. We drive through Cincinnati fairly often when we go home to see you know Leah's family, and we've never mm-hmm. stopped. We've never every time I'm like we're, we're going to stop in Cincinnati. We've never stopped, but we may do it this time. I don't know. I don't know. Huh? But if you had to take a bath at a food, what would it be? Oh, hmm. All right. So I love I this because you're going to give me a real answer here. Yeah. So I, so you're going to want something that I, the thing I would be most worried about is my hair. That okay. would be the thing I'd be most worried. Like, I don't know if you want something that's like stuff will get stuck and I've got a lot of hair right now. Sure. So like, I, I don't, you know, I, I'm trying to think of something that would like be, easy to deal with but it wouldn't you know wouldn't bother me if like i had to like ingest some of it in the process see i'm thinking like sauces i'm thinking like chicken yeah, yeah, yeah. sauce um my first thought was polynesian sauce and i it, it, because that's my favorite uh, okay. chick-fil-a and like i think that would be fairly easy it's, it's not a little mayonnaise-y. but it's a little stickier than other things that's yeah that was the other thing i was thinking of a little too sticky mm-hmm. um you know, I was I was thinking of like if you if you had some sort of like uh like okay, here's here's a good one. Okay. What if you wait just dump an entire thing of like banana pudding? Like with banana the banana pudding. With wafers? With wait yeah, give me wafers, give me the, the, the whipped cream. I feel like I can I could overcome that quicker. And like if it, you know, covers my face, I'm gonna be fine with that. Warm yeah, banana pudding or cold banana pudding? Because there is a yeah, difference. I want, I don't want it to be, yeah, I don't want the bag kind. And I don't see, I'd rather, I'd rather kinda. be warm, I think, in this scenario. Uh, okay. 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 I'm just worried about, like, I don't want it to, to burn me or, you know, like you, you I, I, I think it's important that we set the distinction between warm and hot here. Right. Right. I think it, good call. Good call. Cause you don't want it to be freezing either. Right. Right. Totally. Cause I was sitting, I was sitting here thinking, like, Okay, what like like a soft serve ice cream would be easy to get off of you, and it's mm-hmm. like, well, yeah, that's also going to be cold. <laughs> like, good point. Like that that'll really wake you up. So yeah, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the banana pudding. It's right. something I feel like I could I could manage very easily. No, I, I think that was good. I'm glad that we got to where we needed to be for that. Justin Ferguson, our guest today. You also could take a bath in Built Bar if you want. It's great. They're all covered with chocolate. It's very healthy. It'd be the most protein packed bath you would ever have. Go to built.com. Use uh, promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off your order. That is at built.com. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Justin, let's talk a little basketball. So reports came out that uh, the Zep Jasper, um, he practiced, so that's good. Mm -hmm. I don't know. know, I'm expecting him to play, but I don't know exactly what his workload will look like and how many minutes he'll have and, you know, how fresh he would be, but uh, I'm expecting him to, to be involved. Can I can I break a little news for you? It's uh, not really breaking news, do it. but I know. I mean, this is a Zap Jasper podcast. We love obviously. Zap. 
Zep, um, you know, went through practice while we were recording this. Uh, tweeted out a, a t- tweeted out a honey badger equals uh, like the little uh, hourglass. So it's honey badger time. I, I think I think that's I think that's what we're about to see. Yeah, and how huge would that be for Auburn? Like Texas A&M is not a team where you feel like it would give you a ton of trouble at home in Auburn Arena. Yeah, but. They've they've got some talent. They've got some they got some dudes. It's just this team just works a whole lot better when Zep's out there. You can see it in the way, and I think the Arkansas game was was obvious. JD Note having a big game, but also there were times in the game where they were cycling through, you know, when they get to that point early in the first half, early in the second half, sometimes, where you start working in your reserves and you'll 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 put out lineups out there from time to time where it's like, okay, well, there's not as much offensive pop. Mm-hmm. And that's where you see where starting Zep putting Wendell in to kind of and then rotating from there. It's just it, it makes the flow so much better for this team, uh, and it also keeps your guys fresher, which is the, which is the biggest thing. No question. Yeah. And so, um, do you think he plays twenty minutes in his return? Do you think he'll be that? Good? I mean, it's just called it kind of depends it, on what he had, you know? Yeah. It, exactly. It's like it's interesting. Like you're only out for a week if he's back on Saturday, right? Um, you wouldn't expect conditioning to be like so far down. I mean, this is a dude who put, keeps unless you had something shit. that impacted your your cardio, yeah, respiratory, you know? or right. something like that. And I don't know what he, I don't know what he had. So it's like we just know it wasn't know, COVID. That's that's really all we know. Yep. Yeah. And that's the then that's the big winner there for everyone involved. Yeah, um, right. It, that you you'll 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 take that. Um. So yeah, I think you could see him kind of play closer to a normal um, you know, workload. Bruce said that he was going to get a light practice in kind of get his feet wet so yeah. maybe a little bit of diminished playing time but enough where you're not having to go out there and feel like you have to play Wendell Green Jr. 35 minutes or more you don't have to feel like you put Alan Flanagan at the one which I get why they did that at Arkansas and I think there were some times where it was a smart move to make I kind of liked it I think it looked good he, he he Bruce said it after the game it's like you need him at the three. You needed him in this game at the one. He's much better when he's just the three. And yeah. we saw that last year as well when they had. So, if you could take that off his plate, it would be good. And you know, also back at home, you feel like you might. If you have to throw Preston Cook out there um, for a few minutes, um, you could probably do that as well. And I thought I thought Preston uh, played played well in his uh, limited minutes at, at Georgia, and that's probably something you could go back to if you wanted to. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So this A and M team started out red hot in conference play. Well, they made it four and zero, and then uh, yep. I don't think they've won since then. They've been on quite the skid, and I don't follow them close enough to know if it was an injury or if they just you know played well and then got cold. You know, I, I don't exactly know what all went into that. You probably know better than me, but it seems like this should be a very winnable game for Auburn tomorrow. It should be. Um, the big problem for Texas A&M was they started playing a really tough part of the schedule. Yeah. They had a their first four games in SEC play were Georgia, an Arkansas team. You know that was when Arkansas was struggling. Um, Ole Miss and Missouri. The straight the schedule has jumped up dramatically since then. They've had to play Kentucky, LSU twice, Tennessee. They've also dropped games uh, to South Carolina and Missouri. They, um, yeah, this is a team that I think their record was very inflated just because they had not like in non-conference play, they had a decent win against Notre Dame. That's about it in terms of, of their resume. Um, but a team that has struggled defensively, struggling defensively and, and uh, has a problem because they're one of the smallest, they're one of the smallest teams in the country. So they get blocked a ton. 
uh, which should bode well for Auburn's rim protection. Yes. And also, defensively, they give up a ton of three-point attempts, and they give up uh, a ton of uh, offensive rebounds just because they just don't have the size to contest and, and hang on the boards. Auburn's a great matchup for this team just because they have the size advantage in a lot of key areas, playing back at home. I know Auburn hasn't been shooting well from three-point recently, but this is a game to get back right from deep. Um, if, if you know, Texas A&M, I haven't watched them a ton this year, but if A&M decides, hey, we're going to play zone, try to pack the paint, it's going to be a game where you'll be able to ha- have some opportunities from the outside. And playing back at home should, should help you with that as well. How do you think the game day atmosphere impacts this? I think it'll be huge because – they're opening, so uh, they're they're planning on opening the uh, gates uh, for students to get in like several hours before game day starts. Um, so it's going to be a pretty wild atmosphere. I'm expecting it's going to be some folks camping out as well. Um, you know, gymnastics is on Friday night, so it's an easy kind of sw- you know yeah. big weekend to have. Um, but yeah, I'm, I expect it's an hour uh, before tip. You know, and they will uh, they will. I'm sure Bruce will try to crank up the crowd as much as he can. It's an outlive game. Um, right. So, you know, he, he always goes all, all out for those games, um, trying to get the home court advantage going. And so I think it'll be able to build right in because um, the times Auburn has been – or game day has been to Auburn it has been super, super loud. And then this time you just get to ease right into the game right off of it. You don't yeah, have to I, wait. I love that. To, yeah, come down. Yeah. yeah it's a, it's a really smart idea. It was a really smart idea by them. Absolutely. Uh Justin, thanks so much for your time. As always, once again, how can folks sign up for The Observer? AuburnObserver.com, $6 a month or $60 a year. Get you access to everything we do. Mailbags, film rooms, basketball coverage, football, whatever this is, uh, and a couple podcasts a week as well. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, we'll be back on Monday to recap the crazy weekend. I'm sure it'll be crazy because that's what we've grown to know. Good. So, yep, Good there we go. All right, this has been Locked on Auburn. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.